Hello all and welcome to GameCast, the official gaming discussion podcast of TSB Gamers. I'm your host, James, along with fellow TSB community members, Barbarian and Azariah. How are you guys tonight? Doing uh, all right, thank you. Yeah, pretty good. It's like 1.52 in the evening, well, in the morning for me. Good <laughs> lord, what are you doing up? <laughs> uh, British with this. bad sleep schedule, so. <laughs> Fair and enough. Better to go to bed early these days, you know, with school coming back for some of us. I'm 25, dude. I graduated university. <laughs> oh, fair enough. I I don't ever assume. I don't assume. So, and, and for the record, I'm 23. I also graduated, so I don't have to ever oh. worry about work now. So I'm the only person pursuing a master's degree, is what I'm hearing. Okay. Yeah, dude. I'm a Twitch streamer. I don't have to know anything. So I've got my bachelor's, and like down the line, maybe in like five years or so, I'll go back for my master's, and then probably onto my thesis and doctorate. Gotcha. Well, con- congrats for that early. In case I'm not around when you do. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, in any case, what do you guys think we should get into some topics for tonight? Let's do it. And as always, we apologize for any mispronunciation of any individuals or companies mentioned. Epic Games is suing Apple and Google after both companies removed Fortnite from their mobile stores. According to Stephen N. and Musif V. of AMNY.com, the popular developer's game violated in-app payment guidelines. This has prompted Epic Games to file a federal antitrust lawsuit. The lawsuit is not seeking any monetary reparations, but is, however, seeking, quote, injunctions that would end many of the company's practices related to their app stores. Epic states in their lawsuit, Apple has become what it once railed against. The behemoth seeking to control markets, block competition, and stifle innovation. The lawsuit was filed in the Northern District of California. The removal of the game comes soon after Apple blocked Microsoft Cloud X from their store, which prompted Epic Games CEO Tim Sweeney to tweet in opposition, citing the store would be able to block Fortnite, Minecraft, and Roblox using the same policy at face value. Barb, what's your intake on this right now? Well, this is honestly the most uh, interesting topic uh, this week to me. The fact that they're not seeking any monetary compensation in this suit, it speaks a lot to it. People who have paid attention to the video games industry for a while now will, will remember the biggest controversy of last year, which was the loot box controversy over in Belgium, I believe France as well, but I could be wrong. But the biggest part of that is, is that microtransactions in general have a huge, huge, huge revenue cut of the pie for a lot of these big companies. And the fact that now Epic is trying to create that for themselves through Fortnite, bypassing Apple and the Google Play Store. I mean, they are aware of it and they're trying to pretty much make the most money for themselves. But that's that's about it. Yeah, they know what they're doing. They're trying to make the most of the money from this very, very lucrative product. It's been lucrative since like, what, 2016, 2017. So they're, they're trying to just milk it as hard as they can. So from for me, like my bachelor's was in game development. A lot of that was also marketing side of things. A couple of things strike me within the way that this entire situation is played out, and we'll go one of we'll go through part A and part B uh, systematically. The lawsuit is for them filing, basically trying to say, yeah, Apple is and Google Play are trying to monopolize the mobile gaming platform, 
and uh, with Apple and Google, I believe particularly with Apple, Apple take a 30% cut of any microtransactions made through the Apple Store. So if you spend $10, Apple gets a cut of 30%. That's $3 that they get. The developer gets $7, and then that's divided amongst all the departments as paychecks. And I can see why Epic are wanting to shy away from that by trying to reduce overheads, by trying to reduce profit shares, and try and keep it within their own company. But there's almost a sense of irony for the fact that Epic Games, through the Epic Games launcher, are trying to snatch up every exclusive coming onto the PC market. We've seen recently with free games so that they've been uh, doing like Total War. Troy has come out and it's an Epic's game exclusive free for the first 24 hours. It's all these gimmicks that are trying to, it feels like they're trying to move onto the Steam market. And there's a little bit of irony by saying that they want to stop the monopoly of Apple and Google, but at the same time, they're doing the same thing that Apple and Google are doing just on a different platform. Additionally, the thing that, which is moving on to the second issue, is that with the trailer that Fortnite recently released showing a grayscale <laughs> thing, a briefing room or something like that, where it's a Apple talking to the people in this grayscale thing. From my perspective, they're trying to incite the users of the video game to rally against Apple. When in the reality, it's never about the consumer. This is company A versus company B. There shouldn't be a reason for them to involve their players because ultimately the game stays the same. The monetary value of the game still stays the same. The amount that they expend will probably still stay the same. It's just where does the money go? That is the big issue. And that isn't something that the company should be riling up their audiences to fight for either side. I would just hop in real quick and say, yeah, ethically, absolutely. I completely agree with you. But with the objective of being successful in this suit and having the optics, even if they lose now, they have this public image support. now that they, yeah, they have this image and the support that they are fighting for the people. They are these monopolistic corporations or they're trying to tear us apart. They're trying to, to you know, take our profits away from us. And they're doing this very populist kind of rhetoric on something as inane as a free-to-play video game you know what i mean with the following that fortnite has i think it's very it'll be very effective for them in general but also just like the whole like ad that they did mocking apple specifically with the 1984 ad and you know they were super super quick to strike the iron while it's hot which is something that, that epic and fortnite have always been able to do but they know exactly what they're doing and they're doing it very very well oh this seems like a very complicated case overall with many intermingling circumstances. An antitrust lawsuit is not an easy case to win, especially in the United States, but a win would definitely change how things are done in the mobile markets. With Apple and Google, with Google owning Android, it's kind of like the whole Windows versus like Linux versus Mac sort of idea. Microsoft doesn't charge you to install programs or to like buy stuff on their machines. Like you don't get a charge on PayPal to install Discord. It's uh, up to Discord to say, okay, we're free, or you have to, uh, or there's a subscription, or however. And it kind of does feel like the mobile market needs to have that sort of independence for the developers. So if you're developing an application for the mobile market, it shouldn't have to be through Apple or through Google that you have to go through to get your product to get it listed. There should be an independent market and I do agree with that. But there's also there has to be guidelines in terms of especially with the terms of loot boxing and in-game purchases, there has to be regulation. That is kind of the whole deal with it is the the microtransactions. This is all about the money. That's all that this has ever been about. That's all this ever will be about is the fact that Apple, you know, they, like you said, they take 15 to 30%, same with Google Play Store. And, you know, this 
direct in-game payment bypasses that. And that's what the crux of this is about. But Epic is, they've found a way at least to attempt to change the argument almost. Well, in any case, the topic of Apple and Google having some degree of monopoly goes far beyond the gaming world, having implications in the general tech market with pending action from the U.S. Congress and other governments as these issues become more frequent. Speaking of tech giants, Amazon is, quote, trying again in the video games industry, according to Finance Rewind Shiruti Ghosh, this new attempt, rebranding Twitch Prime to Prime Gaming. Nothing is seemingly changing with what the service provides, as it is known for going exclusive content to games like League of Legends and Grand Theft Auto to Amazon Prime users. This is Amazon's latest attempt in the industry after Crucible, the tech giant's largest budget game, was launched. Ghost reports the game's experience was labeled as hollow and forgettable. Despite this, Crucible did rake in reportedly millions of dollars initially. The game was then pulled after launch for further development. Azariah, what are you thinking here? A lot of times with uh, video games, like from the developer standpoint, you could have this great idea. It could be very innovative and it could be market breaking. What Amazon basically did was just a carbon copy of several other games mishmashed into one. And the genre of the shooters that they had, these things have been ha- done half to death. You've got Overwatch, you've got, uh, I can't think of a couple off my head, but it was very akin to Overwatch and maybe even Valorant to some degree, but of a more arcade style, leaning more towards the Overwatch side of things. There needed to be a ISP, which is a individual selling point, something that makes the game unique. And Amazon really missed the ball on that one. In terms of them rebranding to Amazon Gaming, because of Twitch Prime and the amount of rewards that companies have signed up for for saying hey if amazon signed a sponsor deal with us we'll give you twitch prime loot and that has been very beneficial for both parties on that side because you get the recognition through amazon which is the biggest global conglomerate enterprise and as a result of that your users increase you can get more revenue from that where amazon did fail with the shooter side of things one thing that i did want to give a quick nod to was that they were actually in the process of developing their own mmo called new world and from early screenshots early videos that i have come across it actually looks pretty enticing they just need to have a lot more flourish on it before things can actually be put into either private alpha or public alpha This is what kind of frustrates me the most about Amazon specifically is despite having access to the leader in the game streaming platforms area, they do not seem capable of producing a good game. We can't (laughs) tell right now because of New World, but they have failed epically twice now. And you think they'd be abusing the hell out of that ownership of Twitch and succeeding in rather this great period for video games, but they aren't. And it's it's rather sad for someone for all of us, really. You've got to figure out from the perspective where most video game companies or industries or developers, they go into the market because they want to develop something for the players. Because nine times out of ten, you'll find programmers, developers, animators, artists who are all very passionate about the games. If you look at people who play like League of Legends or even some of the old indie games, all these people were very, very enthusiastic about that type of game. For reference, League of Legends started out from people who adored the Dota game style, which was a Steam game before then through Warcraft 3, I believe it was a game mode. And with Amazon, it feels like they're not going into it with their heart set into uh, video games. It just seems like they're just trying to breach into yet another market. Initially, Amazon started mm-hmm. out as a basically an online supermarket, but now you've got Amazon buying out Twitch, you've got them buying out all these other industries, uh, becoming a monopoly of provider of entertainment. And this just feels like another step in Amazon trying to basically dip as many fingers in pies as they can. But the trait 
well, the saying goes that you can be a jack of all trades, but you can be master of none. And that's what I'm starting to think that Amazon is starting mm-hmm. to really fall onto. As it's hitting the nail on the head, I think. I mean, I, again, same with the last story, it comes down to the money. You have Twitch where people broadcast, you know, hundreds of millions of hours, you know, how much money, how many subs, how many bits get thrown out to these streamers for these games made by other companies. I'm sure that Amazon was has been thinking for a while, what if we made those games? Cutting out the middleman to the point where the streamers are not only playing our, playing a game, having other people and pretty much being marketing for that game, generating revenue by playing that game for twitch what if they made the game and just amplifies that whole revenue stream for amazon who which is already one of the biggest companies in the world and we're actually coming up yeah on the sixth anniversary of amazon buying out twitch it happened i think august 25th 2014 and they're still kind of bumbling about with this aspect of the the whole industry making a game is much different than creating a platform for broadcasting the game and that kind of goes without saying sure but it really does feel like they are just trying to branch out it doesn't feel like they're trying to make a game that's trying to do some do something fresh do something interesting they're just trying to make money off of it and i think that's where they failed gotta think of it like like i said with the whole financial aspect of it with amazon they breached into the music sector they breached into the literature sector but if you think about it the music industry makes i think a 30 percent roughly spitballing of the figure that the gaming industry makes in itself the gaming industry outweighs the music and movie industry like the hollywood box office astronomically even with them put both together they don't hold a candle to the gaming industry because the fact that it's open to everybody rather than just to select audiences or select venues gaming is international and so for them to see that as an opportunity for them to breach into that market to try and take some of the market share because contrastingly amazon have a 40 billion dollar stake in the electronics market in the u.s which is 39 well so 29 million billion more than apple which is number two you see how much they're wanting to try to get as many fingers in the pies and it's just again reiterating that uh, they're just wanting to get as much income revenues as possible to just be the largest company in the world just to back you up this article from october 2019 the film and music industry combined do not even match half of the revenue that the video game industry is making and that is from the game side from the streaming side from from front end to back end film and music combined don't even get up to half of what is made (laughs) but which is a fucking lot Oh yeah, it's a loads amount of money and they're set to break records this year, which will be very interesting to see what happens with game development with all that additional money in the industry as a whole. As we said, Prime Gaming is Amazon's latest dig into the video games industry with little word on when Crucible or any other game from their studio will be released to the public given that New World has been pushed back. We can expect to see that pushed back even more so with the ongoing pandemic. Before we move on to our final topic, we would like to invite you, the listener, to join the TSB Gamers community. TSB Gamers is a community by gamers for gamers on any system for any video game. We only ask that you are 18 or older to join and accept our code of conduct. For more information and to join, please visit tsbgamers.org. That's tsbgamers.org. And our final topic for tonight, there's been a lot of coverage on the upcoming PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X consoles from their components to speculation on their price points and even when they're 
actually releasing. The news that has gamers more interested is what games will be available on the console. For the Xbox Series X, Eddie McCunk of GameSpot.com has compiled a list of games that have been confirmed as well as those have been expected. Some of the games that have been confirmed for this console are The Ascent, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which has a great trailer personally, Fable, which nobody really knows anything about yet, Halo <laughs> Infinite, and Madden NFL 21. Those that are expected for the Xbox Xbox Series X include Call of Duty 2020, Battlefield 6, The Elder Scrolls 6, and Warframe. Barb, what are you thinking about these games so far? It's a healthy lineup. Not everything is going to be a blockbuster, and that's just the nature of things. Even some of the bigger ones like Madden NFL 21 and even Halo Infinite, they're not perfect. Even, you know, well before they've even launched, they have their fair share of talking points going against them. But it's a healthy lineup, a lot of variety. But my concern is that we see Rainbow Six Siege, Warframe, like stuff from the last generation. And I want to see you in Warframe, the generation before last coming in with, you know, trying to break on this new system. And it's, I feel like if they play it right, it can act as almost like a bridge. You go from the Xbox One to the Xbox Series X, you know, playing the same game, but going from one system to the next, you can see the difference, you can feel the difference, and that can propel potential buyer to buy more games. I feel like that's the idea, at least, that they're going with, because otherwise it, it just feels like they're milking the cow for all it's got. But it, either way, it is a healthy lineup. Games like Cyberpunk 2077, the next Fable game, as well as the Hellblade 2. Now that one I'm very curious about personally, but there are some very, very good and well, blockbuster games on this list. So with the release lineup for Xbox, in the article it actually doesn't really state that many that are definitive that are available on lease. A lot of them tend to be stated that it's when it's in the launch window. So that in the com- mm-hmm. in the development community, it's usually the first quarter. Sales figures aren't really published for new generation consoles until at least two quarters of the year have gone by, roughly about six months. There are a lot of AAA games that are for the new platforms, as is expected. You've got Cyberpunk 2077, Halo Infinite. All these um, AAA studios would be out of their mind to develop a game for this current generation, but not have any consideration for the next generation. I can guarantee you that these developers would have had... Uh, uh, development kits from the at Microsoft and Sony, uh, maybe even up to a year ago when uh, the tech was still being created for, so that they could actually develop and optimize for the system. With the a nod towards what Bob said about the some of the games that were from the previous generation, you'll find that a lot of the games that are confirmed for on release date are actually free-to-play games. And it's solely because of this microtransactions through in-game purchases that they're able to generate the revenue. And from there, they're actually able to develop for the next generation. You'll find that they are a kind of a bridge thing, kind of like how War Thunder was for both the PS3 and the PS4. And now we're seeing it again, like transferred straight across because there's very minimal development that has to go into it because they can just literally just port it over from point A to point B because they're doing considerations for both of the market you maybe even see some cross play between xbox ones and xbox series x one of the confirmed games scorn is listed as an atmospheric first person horror adventure game with narrative beats and puzzles to solve the image provided on the GameSpot article looks now i may be on a stretch here but they, it looks vaguely like an engineer ship from the inside 
Now, that may be more moss and plant growth and whatnot, but it's giving me very strong alien vibes. And I would really like it if there was another alien game that came out with this new console, because they would probably be just as successful as the last one that we saw, Alien Isolation. As long as there's anything but Colonial <laughs> Marines. Anything but Colonial Marines, for God's sake. Oh, Lord. Oh. Um, Got somebody with, gets Colonial Marines. It was terrible. Like I, I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't wish anyone to play that game. I do agree with the with the Alien games, especially Alien Isolation. I do want to have more of that feeling. I think that's something that holds a candle to that is like Outlast, but they really mm. missed the mark on the second game. A lot mm. of the horror games rely on jump scares. A lot of cheap tricks i always call them within the community i do wish that things are more atmospheric more psychological make you think that you are in danger and rather than just relying to just jump scares left right and center it's it's a gimmick to like put some effort into it sort of thing yeah looking at that screenshot the viscera of that screenshot and the gore and everything it reminds me almost like carrion which came out recently but just from a different art style different perspective pure viscera of that and that is a horror game staple is just Blood, guts, body horror. Like, where the fuck did all this... Something must have produced all this flesh, guts, entrails, all that kind of thing. I'd be interested to see more about this, honestly. And I'm not a big horror games person. One thing I would love to see is, rather than just an AI that also, like, seek and kill you, uh, very akin to... Uh, in contrasting like with Alien Isolation, it won a lot of awards for its use of AI for the alien. And rather than it just being a case of there is player go chase him if you can't see him don't chase him the ai always knew where you was it was coded in such a way where it would only have like breadcrumbs to say okay he's roughly in this area or he usually hides in lockers it actually would read what you was doing a lot of the time if you hid under tables consecutively the alien would start looking under tables he wouldn't give a, a damn about mm-hmm. the lockers that you were hiding that you don't even use and to have the sort of AI that was innovative, what it was able to do, especially in the time that it was developed. I'd like to see more of that because at that point, it no longer feels like a one-dimensional way you can manipulate the AI to act in a certain way. The AI is now acting against you as an individual, your playstyle, your methodology for playing like these psychological horrors. Those change fundamentally when the AI starts learning what you do, and that I would love to see more of. Well, both the Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 are set to be released over the 2020 holiday. Some are speculating November or December, but the ongoing pandemic has stifled many events and developments, leaving some to wonder if the release dates will be met. And that's where we're going to wrap up for today. Thanks for tuning in. Azariah and Barbarian, pleasure to have you guys on the show. Not a problem. Thank you for having us. If there's any gaming topic you would like us to talk about, be sure to reach out on Twitter at TSB underscore gamers or myself at FM James Vincent using the hashtag TSB Gamecast. That is at TSB underscore gamers or at FM James Vincent using the hashtag TSB Gamecast. You can also reach out to us on Discord using the TSB Gamecast text channel. Visit our website at TSBGamers.org to join. We'll see you next time. So long.